crime, punishment, judges, legal stuff. Trump attorney Jenna Ellis becoming the fourth of the former presidential Trump's co-defendants to um, take a plea deal down there in Georgia election interference case. Uh, something about like... Uh, what is it? Uh, false Aiding statements? and abetting yeah. false statements and writings. So basically what's happening here is that it looks like the court system in Georgia is trying to get as many people to turn on Donald Trump as possible. So basically when it comes time for the actual trial, their whole MO is going to be look at all of his own people turning on him. That's basically what they want to have happen because already that Cheesebro guy, Sydney Powell, Cheesebro, Kenneth Cheesebro, yeah, Kenneth Cheesebro, <laughs> and Scott Hall, not Razor Ramon Scott Hall, but a separate <laughs> Scott Hall. Hey yo, uh, they have all basically decided to go rat bastard on Donald Trump too. Yeah, Sydney Powell. Um, I don't know where uh, Giuliani's at in all this, but Mark Meadows. We haven't heard yeah, from him yet. I think there's 15 I, remaining. It was like I just I wasn't so sure about that crew down in Georgia. Something wasn't right about that thing. And and look, the Sydney Powell. I mean that that and Jen Ellis for that matter they they're pretty high up with Donald Trump and I mean Sidney Powell seems like almost the architect of the stop the steal one of the biggest proponents and now what she's asked to say you know oh, it was, it was, it's not it's not true right. how is she supposed to be a credible witness well see that's what I'm wondering too again I'm not a lawyer but all of these people that you said basically from the beginning are full of crap are now going to be your credible witnesses. I mean, I guess that's how it works. Because in New York today, Michael Cohen is testifying against Donald Trump. So if you're trying to keep score of all the Trump indictments and what's going on, the tax fraud case in New York, Michael Cohen testifying against Trump today. And in Georgia, those four individuals, and we haven't heard yet from 15 others, uh, flipping and trying to go after Donald Trump to basically save their own ass. Um. The state of Oregon, they've decided that they're going to get rid of high school writing, reading, and math requirements to legally graduate students now. Sorry? <laughs> the state of Oregon. What, what are the, why are they doing this? Well, they claim that having requirements of writing, reading, and math is really harmful to students of color, and the graduation uh, numbers are down. So they're going to try to do some legal stuff here to make the requirements lower. It's an equity thing. Right. I get it. Uh, so, you know, this isn't the only thing they're doing. They were. I'm reading this interview here with uh, Christine Drazen. She ran for governor last year, of course, lost to the Democrat there in Oregon by less than 4%. But the overhaul, quote, the overhaul of skills requirement is a bigger issue, she said, as education officials are now considering equity grading instead of the traditional A to F scale. Quote, they are now moving forward with an agenda that says if you cheat, you can't be flunked. If you don't show up, you don't get a zero. They're not going to have homework that they grade because having homework somehow they view as being inequitable. That is what the uh, former gubernatorial uh, candidate for the Republicans was saying about this thing in Oregon that's crazy. Feels a little racist, doesn't it? 
well, because the minority kids aren't smart enough to get the scores yeah, required, it sure does. we're going yeah. to change the way we do schooling here. And we've talked about this a lot. This is what happens in a lot of public schools. Schools get money based on the amount of people that can pass a certain test. So what happens is they spend most of their time focusing on the bottom feeders, the kids that don't want to be there, that are causing problems, selling drugs, getting into fights, and the kids that want to be there and want to learn and go on to college and study things, sometimes they get ignored in these public school settings. Not every school is like that, but you see that in a lot of places. The teachers, the staff will say, well, this student over here, he's kind of got a good grasp of everything. We're just going to leave him alone. Little Johnny over here that's asleep on his desk with his hoodie on, this is where we're going to spend the majority of our time. Basically, in Oregon, to earn a diploma, you previously had to earn standardized test scores that indicate proficiency in reading, writing, and math, and they're doing away with that. Right. Not just or, it's all of it. Reading, writing, math. And then the board members, the school boards that voted this through, saying, no, wait, hold on, hold on a minute. We're still going to administer the test. (laughs) (laughs) It just won't be used to determine whether a student has the skills to graduate or not. (laughs) Did you receive the test? Yes. Here's your diploma. Cue up the pomp and circumstance. Walk across that stage, you big, dumb, ignorant Oh, goodness. I got a guarantee, though, if I tell this news to my son, he wants to move straight to Oregon. (laughs) He doesn't. uh, He hates math. I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, whatever. I don't think it's asking too much for everybody to have the same academic standards here. If the teacher is teaching the same material to a white kid, a black kid, Hispanic kid, whoever, I feel like then... Everything's pretty much even, right? It's your job to listen to the material, learn the material, and if you're having a hard time, make other plans to learn the material. But is that my white privilege sticking out? Is that how it works? I don't know, but again, one of the underlying aspects of this whole story is that it's dating back to uh, COVID policies. And Oregon was one of the hardcore lockdown that of states that kept kids out of school for for a year and a half man you know my you know, our kids lucky enough we live in a state where somebody came to their senses they still made them wear masks and the contact tracing rules were dumb but at least my kids were back in school in a few months there right were other places in this country where kids didn't go back for a year and a half two years like i wonder how many more classes like grades of kids coming up through the school system can we say COVID really screwed them up? Because right now, like my youngest is a sophomore and sophomore in high school. And he falls in that category. Right. He had at, you know, home learning when he was going into middle school. Those are important years of learning. So I think we're looking at probably a good 10 year run of kids that affected are affected by this crappy, ridiculous decision of shutting schools down. They should have been back in school weeks later like they were in europe right and there were some schools i believe out in iowa some of those states that didn't shut down at all they held there were some schools that still had their baseball seasons and football seasons right just not here right and teachers unions they still want (laughs) some kids to be at home learning they still uh are 
scared to death of the Rona, even though all the science exists that, look, this is a thing that whether you're wearing your fake little Scooby-Doo mask that does absolutely (laughs) nothing or not might still happen to you, whether you get vaxxed or not, whether you're in school or at home. Keeping it on the northwest part of the United States here, a state senator from Washington, Jeff Wilson, arrested in Hong Kong for carrying a gun while on a five-week vacation with his wife. Ooh, boy. Oh, 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 no. So he packed his weapon and his luggage, you know, checked it all, did the things right here in the United States. But over there, private ownership of guns is outlawed by the Chinese Communist Party, and now he's facing 14 years in jail under the Chinese regime for what he claims was an honest mistake. Oh, man. Huge mistake. I mean, how do you get that stuff through security in the first place? I mean, I guess if you pack it in your luggage, then right. you're able to, but even getting it through customs in China, how does that happen? Once it, I, you know, went through the, you know, device in China, they found his weapon and man, this is not the United States. Like, I get it. You wanted to bring your gun for safety, but if you're that scared, why go to Hong Kong? Where you're under the rules of the Chinese government. I'm not going anywhere near China. And it's a shame, too. There's so much I'd like to see in the world. China. I'd love to see the Great Wall of China up close. I'd love to see Hong Kong. Uh, There's probably for the things I've said here in the United States, China alone would probably be worthy of me getting disappeared there. (laughs) Right. Working in that uh, that camp where they send the folks that uh, need to have some labor done. Re-education camp. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.